is thinking about it is categories is structured by Plato, but the content of it is all Christian. And it's a kind of Kierkegaardian Christian which isn't supposed to make sense. Right. What I liked about it is that most of it, it doesn't really have a plot, it's just simply about being. Um, it does have a plot. I haven't found it yet. Yeah, well, again, you've got plenty of room. Mm -hmm. The elder Karamazo is going to be murdered. Oh, God. Well, he, he was nearly murdered in the chapter I just read. I know. Dimitri is pissed off. Yeah, Dimitri just barreled through the door. Which is what you'd expect from mm -hmm. a bronze soul. Right. Dimitri is Russian, but it's taken from the Greek Demeter, goddess of the earth. Not an accident. Yeah, so sort of baseness. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. Bronze. Yeah. And Ivan, who fancies himself a superior man, <laughs> for whom ordinary moral obligations don't apply because he's so smart and so philanthropic and a whole bunch of other shit. Um, that overweening rationalism that gets demoted to second. He's the new silver instead of gold. And the gold is not the spirited part because there's no room in Dostoevsky for that. That archaic, Homeric, you know, good anger. Instead, um, what Dostoevsky does is move the spirited part, tumos, up to the spiritual part, the part, that, the part that apprehends and lives out Christianity. That's the highest kind of human soul. So each of them are, go, are fragments of soul walking through this novel trying to find their other parts. In that respect, it's a little bit like Aristophanes' myth in the Symposium. Remember when people were split apart oh, by Zeus, right, right. right? Well, all of these fragmentary people are looking for integrity. And that's a way of looking at how human beings go through their lives. None of us is self-sufficient. We're all lacking. And uh, a life well spent is one that goes and looks to fill those gaps. Each of the boys comes around towards a new kind of spiritual awakening at the end of the novel. Um, a whole collection of intellectual and philosophical and political stances gets hilariously skewered in the course of this. Mm -hmm. In favor of simple, old-fashioned, in this case, orthodox Christianity. Up to the point that I've read right now, Ivan hasn't been mentioned hardly at all. He's only had a handful of lines. We're going to come to him. Each of them is going to get their own section. Where are we going to find out? We found Dimitri. We know where to start with Dimitri. Yeah. All right. He's a drunk and a skirt chaser, just like his dad. But yeah. And we've got but, Alyosha trying to wrangle him around. Alyosha tries to help everybody. Yeah. I, I do like him quite a lot. 
Well, that's the what, it, what this is. The queer thing. Everybody, no matter how weird they are or what their particular mental twist is, everybody seems to like Alyosha. That's Dostoevsky's commentary on Christianity. I mean, he's not all that smart. He's not a military dashing officer like Dimitri. <laughs> you know. But you know, lots of people are really at each other's throats in this novel. But all of them like Alyosha. <laughs> also, of course, we've, have you met the, th- the, fourth, uh, the fourth son yet? Yeah, the bastard one. The bastard one. Yeah, Smerdyakov. Yeah. Yeah, that was was a really awful story about him. Stinking Lizaveta? Yeah, raping that poor girl. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. (laughs) Well, funny you should mention that, yeah. But she was pregnant, and she had Smerdyakov. Now, Mm -hmm. all all Russians who are educated and literate are are, no Russian, but they also know French. French has been the dominant intellectual influence. Uh, for a couple of hundred years until it went Marxist. Everyone would have understood this non-existent name, Smerdyakov. Um, it was invented by Dostoevsky because of its resonance with Merd, which is the French word for shit. All right. So here we have human shit. Yeah, and he's quite an odd fellow. He's the one that actually kills the old man. Oh, that's interesting. Father, why should I love you? Yeah, there was something that I found very disturbing about him. <laughs> like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I was just looking at um, like his description. Like, God, that's a serial killer waiting to happen. I mean, you're a very good reader, because he's not a serial killer. Actually, yeah, he is. What he does is serial killer of one. Oh no, no, two. He kills the old man. It's just great. And then there, uh, after that, without writing any kind of note, and it it made it look like it was his brother Dimitri, and without writing any kind of note, exonerating Dimitri, killed himself after killing the old man. Now, the prosecutor looked at this and said, look, it is impossible for human beings to be so evil and degraded that someone who had committed a murder of his own father would allow his own brother to swing for it. (laughs) In fact, no, it's certainly possible. And that's one of the things that convicts Dimitri falsely of killing the old man. And then we get a whole bunch of bullshit psychological descriptions, none of which are real. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, this book is amazing um, at the end while the trial is going on Ivan is going to uh, well he hasn't been able to sleep and he's starting to act psychotic um, he has a chat in his room alone with the devil and uh, they, have, they have quite an interesting discussion and uh, the devil points out that Smerdyakov got the idea to kill the old man from Ivan, because Ivan told him that there is no good and evil, which is a consequence of there not being any God. And once Smerdikov took that belief, um, he acted on it, 
but you provided him with the belief. And so you, in fact, are guilty of killing the elder Karamazov. Because Smerdyakov could never have thought a thing like that. He's just, he's a subhuman creature. So he realizes that he's fucking guilty and that that is, in fact, what happened here. So he bursts into the courtroom as they're finishing up the court and announces, screams at the judge and at the jury and the, and the lawyers and the observers, I killed my father. I killed the elder Karamazov, not Dmitri. I talked to the devil all night and he pointed out to me that this is my fault. So you can't convict my brother who was innocent. They take him away and have doctors attend to him. But in fact, what he's saying is true. He is guilty in the sense that, yeah, ideas have consequences. The idea he's been pursuing is that there's no good and evil because there's no God. Or as he says in the course of this novel, if God does not exist, then everything is permitted. That's what he told Smerdyakov. Smerdyakov says, well, let's practice that. I'm going to kill my father. Father, why should I love you? Is that how the book ends? Is no, just... the book ends. Well, or not. Do you want me to save that? Yeah, you, you just it? keep going. Okay. The book, I mean, it's the greatest novel of ideas and also the greatest psychological trip through the soul, like Dante in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just, okay, don't, I mean, he's a brilliantly insightful writer. Um, he's quite, po- I mean, apparently quite mad, but that doesn't preclude him from being an extraordinary talent. I mean, to think of a novel on this scale. Yeah, it would take a man then to do that. Yeah, yeah. Fighting over Krishenka. Yeah. yeah. Her name means pear in Russian. They're fighting over Augustine's stolen pear. <laughs> uh, again, you don't know. You don't find out how ignorant you are until you start learning a little bit. sounds like a wonderful song. <laughs> you know, you could write an alternative rock ballad, no. Where's the Pig's Ear Gone? No, hmm? there's no need for that. Oh, yes, there is. Don't be so... Oh, come on. Where has the Pig's Ear Gone? Damn. I'm telling you, that could be an indie hit. There's no doubt about it. You'd make that an alternative... 